Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Have you ever heard of new level, new devil? We all face resistance, so what can we do about it? You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 170 with Patrice Washington, What to Do When the Growing Gets Tough. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. First, I have to say that I am very proud of my title. I struggle with titles, and the fact that I did a little play on words there, I'm very proud of. Today, we're going to talk about how do you handle when the growing, (laughs) haha, gets tough. And what we mean there is resistance. Resistance, my friends, it will be there no matter what level you are at in your personal life, um, your career, if you have a career, your relationships, your spirituality. Anytime you are growing, there will be resistance. What can that look like? Well, a whole lot of things. It can look like self-doubt, discomfort, comparison, external things that happen to you one after the other that gets in the way of your progress. 
um, falling victim to circumstances or excuses, and on and on. Resistance affects all of us, especially when you are moving out of your comfort zone and trying to grow. My guest today is Patrice Washington, and she is amazing. You have to go and check out her podcast, Redefining Wealth. And she had a particular episode devoted to resistance that I listened to and thought we need to have this woman on and talking to people who are working on their personal progress. And that's you. Before we dive into the interview, let's hear a word from our sponsors who make this podcast possible. Patrice took so much time out of her day to do this when there was a lot of stress going on in her family. I'm so honored to have her on. And I know you're going to learn a lot about how to face the new level of devil that you are encountering as you are working on yourself. Uh, Hey there, my name is Patrice Washington, and I have been known for about a decade now as America's Money Maven, also the host of Redefining Wealth. And what that really means is I'm really just a woman who is passionate about changing the way this generation views wealth. I truly believe that it's more than just money and material possessions. I believe that wealth, like its 12th century definition states, is all about well-being. And Hmm. I just live my life with that mission uh, through my podcast, now through my new books that I'm working on now, uh, through speaking all over the world. And just being a champion of women in particular, I just Mm -hmm. want to know that uh, wealth building doesn't have to come with as much stress and strife as we make it. Yeah, Uh, It can come with a sense of peace and ease and grace if we allow it. Hmm. Well, that whole premise is what drew me into you. And I've learned so much from you and your podcast, especially you just give so much to people. So I want to thank you first because what you put out there is so unique too. I think so much of what we hear, especially like you're saying in our generation is we need to be hungrier for wealth. We need to work harder for it. That, that needs to be the one and sole motivation of our lives. And I love that you aren't about that, but how it's a tool. So I'm going on a tangent there, but just thank you, Patrice. What you're putting out there is amazing. I appreciate that. So part of taking chances, which you've gotten really good at with a lot of practice, uh, that comes with a lot of resistance. And this is something you did a whole episode on. um, So I'm going to direct people to that. But we're going to direct this resistance piece to my audience who are recovering perfectionists. These are people who get caught up in obsessing or they get caught up in procrastination. It's kind of the either or cycle. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like Um, as you are working on yourself and you meet resistance, what is resistance? Well, first of all, um, I have learned to expect resistance because Mm, like every time you are getting out of your comfort zone and as a a recovering do too muchers, I probably, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, as someone who's recovering from always wanting to do things 10 times better than it even called for. Mm -hmm. Um, recognizing that progress beats perfection any day of the week, you know? Um, I realized though, that stretching myself even out of that comfort zone, because it does become what's comfortable because you're used to it and stretching myself, Mm -hmm. just turn it in or just Mm -hmm. the book or just launch the podcast or just freaking do it and stop talking about it. Um, I'm always met with resistance. I think that Mm -hmm. that you're going to be, you're going to put out into the world Um, especially again, if it's out of your comfort zone, but if it's something that's greater than you, uh, you know, you have to understand and embrace the fact that greatness requires you to expect resistance. It requires you to expect that 
you know, obstacles will be thrown in your way and that distractions will come up and that, you know, no matter what social media looks like, everyone has challenges and mm-hmm. has circumstances that are not the most ideal. It's just that some of us choose to keep pushing through and others of us allow it to plant a seed of doubt that just stops us in our tracks. Okay. So what, I mean, there's so many ways I want to take this, but one, I just love that you're clarifying. Everyone has this, no matter what level you are at in your life, whether this is personal or business or relationships, resistance is going to be there and to expect it when you're trying something new and you're getting out of the comfort zone, what does it look like for you? What does resistance um, manifest itself as? When we're experiencing any level of resistance, it's really easy to slip into, oh my goodness, nothing is going my way, or this is not what I planned for, this is not ideal, but it's not permanent. It's a season, seems daunting, and it seems like, oh my gosh, this is going to go on forever. But no matter what it is, I know personally for me, I always try to keep right in front of me the fact that this is literally a season, and I need to buckle down and learn the lessons and figure out what this season has come to teach me. Like, what is it, what are the limiting beliefs I have about how I perform in a space that's, that's not what I want it to be, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a story. All of mm-hmm. this leads back to a story that we've made up. And for seasons and seasons and years and decades, it served us. But what happens when it no longer serves you? It has mm-hmm. to be kind of thrown up in your face almost for you to like be able to take a moment, take a step back, look at it and go, okay, what did I make up about this? Like, why is this, why am I making this a bigger deal than it is? And not to trivialize because some people are really facing, you know, maybe bigger types of resistance, but no matter what it is, I really believe that nothing happens to us to happens for us. And it's always that opportunity to look at our beliefs, look at our behavior and go, does this still serve me? Hmm. This still is like, does this actually work? And am I allowing this to stop me from the greatness that's on the other side? Am I allowing this to stop me from the blessing that could be on the other side of this? And then you get to make a choice. Am I going to push through, move around it, go under it, climb over it if I have to? Or am I just going to sit here and stop? Hmm. Because stopping doesn't get you any closer either. So you might as well push through. Okay. I'm glad you're speaking to how you want to respond to resistance. I think it's just human nature that you take any sign of it being difficult or it not going well, um, or the self doubt, the comparison, I give, it, it comes out so many different ways, resistance, right? Oh yeah. But you take that as a sign that you're on the wrong path or you see it as too hard or you let it be an excuse um, all of those things. Why do you think we, as you know, people who might t- uh, lend to more perfectionist uh, tendencies in their minds, why do they see resistance as a sign of, you know, dot, 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 that they're not supposed to keep going, that they're not worthwhile, that they can't do this? You know, I think it's kind of a default for some of us, especially if we grew up. Um, if we grew up already kind of having those seeds of doubt planted, Mm-hmm. You already have heard different things. I think verbal influences are huge. And I know for me growing up, even, you know, growing up in the church back in the day, whenever something didn't work out for folks, I would hear people say, well, that must mean God doesn't want me to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So 
the first part of this was God told you to do it. And now that you run up against some level of resistance, now you're saying, well, God, that must mean that God doesn't want me to do it. And I just, I, I grew up feeling like, but what if you just need to like learn something? Like, what if it's not that you're not supposed to do it? Maybe you just need to build, build the muscle. And I know there's a million ways to do anything. Um, so why do we allow ourselves to just stop at the first sign of of any level of resistance like that's not it like it seems easier right like i think we delude ourselves by thinking oh it's easier to not persist yeah but in the end it's not any easier right like you're still back in this comfort zone that's not even comfortable right and many of us it's like let's not even make it about not being in the comfort zone many of us stay in being miserable yeah. It's one thing to be comfortable. It's another thing to just be flat out miserable and accept staying in that misery because you don't want um, the fear of rejection or the fear of failure mm. or something. Yeah. You really have a fear of success. And because we know if we're the ones that make it, um, we could be kicked out of the tribe. That primal instinct that we want to be yeah. like the folks that we grew up around or the, the clan that we came from. And if we get some level of success or we are able to actually, you know, achieve our goals, but we are around people who never have been able to, what will they say about us? How will mm -hmm. they treat us? We'll be seen differently. And it's, it's so counterintuitive if you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Right. It's like you want to do things to, to a level of excellence or to the best of your ability, but then you don't want the reward for doing it. Hmm. Which is... Well, Go ahead. I mean, that's, that's extreme. Like I know people who, yeah. you know, that I've served that will self-sabotage. They will do all the work and then get to the very end and then sabotage. Yeah. Oh, I, that's my life story up till a certain point, you know, when I realized that resistance doesn't need to be scary. I, I think we are afraid of resistance because like you were saying here, the fear we associate with it we put a meaning on the resistance that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And like you, you've talked about, look for the, if you're looking for the lesson and you expect the resistance when it comes, it's like, Oh, there you are. Yeah. What are you here to teach me? Exactly. Cause now you have a plan. Like the thing about mm -hmm. expecting resistance is figuring out how you're going to deal with it. It's figuring mm -hmm. out if I know that it's coming, right. How do I find the ways that I maneuver through that? because it's coming. It's just as surely as you keep breathing, it's coming, right? It's, yeah. it's not like an if, it's just when. And mm -hmm. so if we learn to expect it, then we can set up those, those mechanisms or those rituals or those habits that we kind of default to, to help us work through it. Um, hmm. And so I, well, a big thing for me is like shifting my energy. So even though I'm not extremely happy about living in a hotel right now, Monica, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I relate. We've done the same the last month. So, oh my gosh, yeah, we understand. So, you know, I made my husband go, not made, I asked him politely. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course you did. I sent him to Target to get you know, <laughs> yeah. calendar, uh, uh, candles and mm. air freshener, and yeah. different things to just spruce up the space. Like, even though, yes, there's, there's housekeeping service. When, when we get up, I make my daughter make her bed. I'm make the bed. I still, you know, I do the things that I know help me get to the right vibration. Like, okay. Yeah. To help me get to that space. I literally have big yellow post-its up in one corner 
um, that have these affirmations and, and different things on it. I love that. It's, it's what helps me. And it's what I would do even if I were in my own space. So I know some of the things that I can default to when I feel myself slipping into a funk. And I, Ooh, yeah. you know, I know that funks are coming, right? Like funk is going to come. I, as, as encouraging as I know people believe me to be, and I, I know that I am encouraging, like even the encourager needs encouraging. Yes. And that's okay. And it's okay to admit that and it's okay to figure out what are the ways that you can, you know, again, prepare yourself for the funk and know that when it's coming on, when I'm starting to feel antsy or when I'm starting to feel some level of anxiousness, what are the go-to things? For me, it's journaling. For me, it's working out. For me, it's putting up affirmations. For me, it's burning Mm -hmm. candles. It might be using a little sage, you know, it could be having a quick dance party in the middle of the freaking day. I know the people next door probably think I don't work. Uh, (laughs) What is she doing here? Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's whatever it takes to help you get over that hump. And again, mm-hmm. mine in this season right now is just being in this space that I'm currently in. But if you listen to my story, I've been met with so many levels of resistance. When I, mm-hmm. when I was launching Redefining Wealth, um, I, I got the seed planted that it was something that I needed to do. I knew that my career and what I was doing as just a finance, not just, but a personal finance expert and everything I did with Real Money Answers, that it was still really relevant work, but that I was being called to do something Hmm. and to share what I felt was the truth. And so I didn't, I'll be honest, like I was doing well. I was doing well financially. I had a great brand. I was on the Steve Harvey show every week. Like who's mad? Wow. Yeah. Change anything, right? And yeah. So when it started coming up, I was like, no, maybe you mean in a couple of years, God. You know what I mean? Like right mm-hmm. now, things are mm-hmm. kind of sweet right now. And then my site got hacked. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. It wasn't like a little hack. You know, something oh, no. it'll get hacked and people may redirect the domain to some other. No, they deleted hardcore. <gasps> it was really bad. Oh, that's devastating. And by the time we could get anything restored, it was a shell of a site. So, so much of my wow. was gone. It looked like it was there, but there was really nothing there under the surface. And Oh my goodness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. And then um, a, a brand, a well-known brand, after several years of having my trademark, decided that they were going to reach out to me with a cease and desist. 
about taking down my site that had just been hacked like a month before. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, if these aren't signs, right? And so in one, in, in, I know that some people could go through something very similar, Monica, and go, you know what? I just need to give up on the whole business. Maybe this is not what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe mm-hmm. the thing is too hard. Maybe this, maybe that. And I saw it as the lesson being it's time to pivot. It's time. Yeah. It's time to shift. And instead of even trying to keep the shell of a site up, I just had them shut it down, put up a splash page. I did not know what was coming soon. I did not have everything worked out for redefining wealth. I hadn't hired anyone to support me yet and bringing it to life. I just knew that I couldn't be lukewarm and I couldn't straddle the fence. I couldn't hmm. be over here and then thinking about what was new. I needed, I needed to, I felt in that season, be okay with letting go and embracing what could be on the other yeah. side. And that was the biggest blessing of my professional career because wow. I love everything I do with redefining wealth. And I love the community of women that I attract. And mm-hmm. I didn't have that before. I was doing well, but the fulfillment was just not the same. Got it. Well, I think there's just this delicate balance in what you're teaching me about allowing and persisting at the same time, mm-hmm. allowing the resistance to be there, allowing the lessons, allowing even the redirection and the pivoting that needs to come, but also persisting and taking action. I love that you started even just with simple things in your environment. Um, a lot of what we talk about so often, especially in, I think our generation is really drawn to this, these mindset shifts. And I love that, but that's complicated for someone who that's new. I think where we can start is acting the way you want to think, oh, yeah. you know, and, and that's the actions that really is, is what propels you to change the mindset. I believe in, in my experience. So for someone who is getting stuck in some resistance, maybe they're experiencing big discomfort or self doubt, or even something external, like, like you just said, the site being hacked, or maybe they're working on a marathon and they just, um, I don't know, broke their ankle you know, there's, there's always something like that too. What can they do to persist? What's on the other side of the persisting? Um, so they know what they're headed towards and how can they do it? I think one of the first things that you can do is give yourself permission to ask for support. Yeah. Um, hmm. too often that try to navigate all of this by ourselves and yeah. I love community and I love um, you know, getting support because it's that reminder that you're not alone and that you're not the first, you're not the last, right? Like yeah. this is normal. And I think that when we hide out and feel like it's just us, it, it makes us feel crazy. It makes us feel like, oh my yeah. gosh, no one else understands. But truly there's probably a community of people out there who understand and you can be a complete stranger, but because they identify, they care. They, they have empathy. I just got off one of my group calls and the way that, um, you know, the women rallied around one woman in particular who was struggling with some childhood trauma stuff. It was just beautiful oh, to see, yeah. right? And so that reminder for me is why my name on Instagram is Seek Wisdom, right? It's, mm-hmm. that, it's that foundational thing for me is to seek wise counsel, seek support, yeah. ask for help, get mentorship, get coaching, because there is nothing in life that we have to do alone. If we do it alone, that was a choice, but there's life that we have to do alone. And that's, I feel that's probably one of the hardest things, but it's going to be one of the most rewarding decisions you can make 
when you mm-hmm. out community and you allow yourself to share and be vulnerable um, and recognize that you're not unique. I know we'd love to believe we were unique, but the truth is yeah. um, there's nothing new under the sun and whatever we've experienced, someone else is. So that's one step in the right direction. And for me, uh, seek community, seek community that for me, that started as getting therapy though. Honestly. Yes. Like I, yeah, same here. That's the first step for me too. Yeah. Counseling therapy. And then some of the things that I said, I, you know, I do use affirmations, but I don't use affirmations and say them and then just walk away and hope something happens. Like my, exactly. my affirmations are created to steer my action. Got it. Oh, like I, that is good. Yeah. They're, they're created to remind me of what it is I say I want and who it is I say I want to to become and therefore what are the actions I need to take on a daily basis because if my calendar is not filled with those actions then I'm just lying to myself anyone else right Mm -hmm. um and so I do use affirmations but I use them to again just direct me in in or steer me in the direction of the actions that I know I need to take and that's what my calendar is based on um I do believe in just changing uh your environment like if you are already feeling kind of down about something any level of resistance being in a space filled with clutter does not help yeah being <laughs> so true that is just i'm gonna just keep it real that's just junky like clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind and if you are trying to work your way through some level of resistance. The truth is the answers that you need are probably right there in front of you. You can't see them because they're being blocked by the mound of clutter that you're dealing with. Mm. They're being blocked by the energy that keeps draining you when you walk past that pile of laundry. If you keep allowing that to swirl around your mind, how are you going to even see the lesson that the resistance came to teach you? Hmm. You can't. You can't. This, this is stuff that we have to learn to deal with. It only serves you. It only unlocks your creativity. It only prepares the path, you know, for, for your um, opportunity to just find the answers that you're looking for. And so often we're looking for things outside of ourselves, but the truth is we probably have it. It's just really, it's blocked. And so yeah. we want to go do all the other cute stuff um, and the, the busy work but we don't like to stop and do the stuff that, that no one else can see. You can clean up the outside all you want, but um, it takes both. It's, it takes yeah. work in both areas. And that is something practical. I always tell people, if you want to feel just a sense of relief and release, just clean up something. Mm-hmm. Clean up something and you'll, it, it feels like magic, but you will see um, those things that have felt stuck or blocked will open up for you. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Okay. So I'm just going to review a little bit of what you said. So we seek community. You can work on affirmations coupled with action and work on your environment. I mean, I had a guest last week. We actually talked about how to get out of a funk. So that's what you talked about too. Is she said that the first thing she does is work on her hygiene, you know, yeah. as those small actions. Um, what, what else would you say as another um, one or two steps that they, they should start taking to work through this particular rough past? I think um, where I I like the hygiene tip and I would relate that to what I talk about with the fit pillar is, um, you know, take like making sure that you are taking care of your physical body, because I really feel that 
whatever the rough pillar is or that rough patch is, you have a vision or an expectation of what should what it should be, right? And so if you have a vision for something on the other side of this, then it's still your duty to protect the vessel needed to execute the vision. And I think sometimes, again, like I started saying, sometimes when we are feeling even challenges with work or money or something, we think that staying up all night is the answer. We yeah. think that, you know, forcing ourselves to do all this, you know, relentless stress and strife when it comes to the money and work pillars is the thing. But I've learned running or walking or just going to the gym, getting some cardio in, lifting some weights, just doing something because the other side of that, something is, physical, it makes you feel better about you. Mm-hmm. And now you can prioritize everything else that needs to get done as opposed to putting the burdens and the problems of this world above you. And now you never get to you because those things are so heavy and they weigh you down and you never feel like you even have the right. And one of the things that I do in, I don't know if I shared it in that episode, um, but one of the things that I do in my prayer journal in particular is in the morning, if I do feel myself Um, experiencing any level of anxiety about something I have to do throughout the day or just any, again, like that, just where we go back and forth. I call it the what ifs, you know, you can, uh like you have a whole story going on in your head and it's all, well, what if this, what if that, well, what if Mm -hmm. So I write on one side of um, a piece of paper, the what ifs, and I just let it out. I just, what is it? Because when we don't give it a name, it's really hard to like zero in on it and figure out how we're going to tackle it. So So I like like peeling back the layers. Yeah. Like, what is it? Why do I feel this way? Why, why am I feeling so annoyed? Why am I feeling so irritated? What am I really frustrated about? And so I sit with it and then I write out all the what ifs, Um, you know, Hmm. what if, it takes longer. I don't want to trivialize anything because I know people are just dealing with so much, but whatever that is for you, what if, that's, that's the stuff that drives us batty and makes us stay in our heads. And we spend so much time in the what if, what if, what if, what if, don't just create a plan and get out, right? And do something different. Yes. On the other side of the sheet, I write what is. And that's Got it. true. So the what okay. if are the things that I'm fearing that have not taken place. I've uh-huh. made a story about it. And then the what is, that's more powerful than what if. Because that's the truth. Like that is the yeah. truth. Those are the solutions. And so when I write out what if and I sit with it and I look at it and then next to it, I write what is, it usually gets me off the ledge. Yeah. Like eight times out of 10, it takes me off the ledge because I realize that my what ifs are so unfounded. Like they're, they're not based on anything but my fear. They're not based on yes. but the story that I made up. But the what is is like, oh, Okay, so I'm not going to be homeless. I just have to stay here another week. <laughs> you know, yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. What are you so concerned about? Or let's say you are up against something that's that deep because I've lived on my brother's couch. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a space, you know, in 2009 where I was chasing the power man, begging him to turn the lights back on because my daughter's milk was going to spoil if we yeah. power that night. So I've been ag- up against some real deal stuff. And yeah. The same is, you know, if, if, if that is the case, like if I am going to get put out of my place, I know people with couches who love mm-hmm. me. 
who will allow me to come and give me a grace, like give me a few weeks to figure it out. Give me yeah. a few to figure it out. And when I look at it that way, it's like, calm down and create the plan. Like, you know, calm down because as long as you're all pumped up on the what ifs, you never can settle into figuring the lesson of the blessing and creating the plan. Yeah. Well, I love that this is so practical and it's so grounded in routines that are, are things we can slowly add to our lives. I mean, someone might be overwhelmed by all those things. And I just think if you're t- working on one of those, you are on the right path mm-hmm. and you can always add like routines are buildable. You can always add in another routine, another habit, another way to dig your way out of it. But ultimately, Patrice, I think the root of everything you said here is resistance is based in fear. And when you can name the fear and face it and then uh, put put the truth against it, then you're empowered to persist like you need to. And before before we go, I wanted to know for you, what is on the other side of persistence? You know, a lot of my listeners might not own their own businesses, but they are working on themselves in many ways. So is there an example for you, perhaps in a personal development way, um, where you met some resistance and you got on the other side of it and, and why and how has that taught you that persistence through the resistance is, is important and valuable and worthy of taking on? Oh my gosh, there's so many ways. Every time I look back over my life and I look at the different um, hurdles I've overcome, which yeah. is all resistance, I always can see the why on the other side. I'm like, oh gosh, like my whole career mm. as America's Money Maven, uh, you know, really started out of me building a seven figure business straight out of college and then losing it all literally to the point of scraping up change. Um, mm. And that talk about resistance. I mean, yeah. I went from traveling the world and eating how I wanted to eat. <laughs> which yes. Is a big deal when you get down to the point of asking for food stamps and barely yeah. $130 a month in those. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, after going through all of that and being able to get up on the other side, I recognized that I was a real estate and mortgage broker. So while I had been very passionate about helping people with financial education, I knew I, I, I realized on the other side, I went through that so I could have the compassion that I have for people today. Like the <laughs> reason that I do what I do and I keep showing up and the reason that I love on people the way that I do, Monica, is because of that season. And had I not had yeah. There's no way I could say the same things and I could, you know, still be writing books, I suppose, and doing what I'm doing. But I think that my work translates because people know it's sincere. Like they know that it's from a real place. Um, you know, when I'm out speaking and I'm hug people, they feel that I, I, if they say, oh my gosh, I'm going through this and that, or I'm sleeping on my brother's couch right now, they know when I hug them that that comes from a real, real, real place. Yeah. So to know So it's become your superpower. Yeah. I mean, well, to know that this was on the other side, it made it all worth it. Is it something I wish on anyone? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I don't don't wish any of my hardest times on anyone, but I also know that persisting through them is what continues to make me who I am. And that I would not trade for anything. Yeah. 
Oh, Patrice, we could not end on a better note. And I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for looking at your life as a story and one that you're the heroine of it and you're using all that you've gone through to keep you grounded and another level of success you're reaching now and how you're still blessing people through it. Um, I'm really grateful you took the time to be on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for your support. I am so glad you listened to get the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow. Let's take your learning to the next level. Print off this month's progress plan that is free by going to my website aboutprogress.com slash free. Also join our free and private Facebook group called A Work in Progress via the link in my show notes, which you can also find on my website aboutprogress.com. And best of all, be heard on this show. Be featured on the last episode of each month that is called Dear Progressor, where our listeners really, really shine. To learn how to do this, go to aboutprogress.com slash be on the show. You do have something of great value to share with this community, and we all need to hear you. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.